0: New season out on Spotify soon.
2: In January of 1993, Dr. Hugo Moser sat down in a Chicago theater to watch a movie he was all too familiar with. The film followed a young boy battling the disease Dr. Moser had dedicated his life to ending. It was a story he had lived himself, about two parents who joined him in his fight to cure adrenoleukodystrophy, or ALD.
1: The movie, Lorenzo's Oil, was named after the concoction Augusto and Michaela Adone created to combat the fatty acids eating away at their son Lorenzo's brain. It retold Lorenzo's battle with the disease from the time of his diagnosis to the discovery of the life-saving oil.
2: Dr. Moser was in the middle of testing the effectiveness of that same oil. It seemed to work better than any other treatment known at the time. But the medical community needed far more evidence before it could be touted as a miracle cure.
1: In real life, Dr. Moser was a sweet and gentle man. His patients often saw him as a big, lovable teddy bear. But that was far from how he appeared on the silver screen. At first, Dr. Moser
2: and his wife found actor Peter Ustinov's portrayal kind of funny. They chuckled at how accurately Ustinov mimicked Moser's accent and hand movements. But as the movie went on, Ustinov's character became cold and heartless. Susan Sarandon, playing Michaela, called him a wretched man that only cared about science, not their son.
1: If the movie were to be believed, Dr. Moser was a villain who did nothing to help a sickly child. Watching it in the theater, the real Dr. Moser was enraged. He publicly called the movie's portrayal an abomination.
2: But even worse than the personal insults was that the film presented Lorenzo's oil as a definitive cure for ALD. Dr. Moser felt this was beyond irresponsible. Many children still died from the disease, even while
1: taking the oil. He wasn't the only one incensed by the film. After its release, people grew concerned the film gave false hope to struggling families. Augusto and Michaela Adoni, once celebrated as heroes, were accused of preying on desperate parents. As research on Lorenzo's oil continued, only time would tell if this were true. When our bodies fail, we trust doctors to diagnose the problem. But medicine isn't always an exact science. Sometimes it's a guessing game with life or death stakes.
2: This is Medical Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm Molly.
1: And I'm Richard. Every Tuesday, we'll look at the strangest real-life medical cases in history and the experts who raced against the clock to solve them.
2: As we follow these high-intensity stories, we'll explore medical research that might solve the puzzle.
1: You can find episodes of Medical Mysteries and all other Parcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Medical Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Medical Mysteries in the search bar.
2: At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love— Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast
1: Network. This is our second episode on adrenoleukodystrophy. Last week, we met Lorenzo Adoni, who was diagnosed with the disease, also known as ALD, when he was only six years old. After Lorenzo was given two years to live, his parents dedicated their lives to finding a treatment that could save him. This
2: week, we'll examine the results of his parents' research and how, thanks to Hollywood, the Adones became household names for better and for worse. In early 1987, nine-year-old Lorenzo Adone was deaf, nearly blind, and confined to a wheelchair. Three years prior, he had fluently spoken multiple languages— But that was before he was diagnosed with ALD. Now he could only communicate
1: by twitching his fingers. As a result of the genetic disease, Lorenzo's body accumulated too much VLCFA, short for Very Long Chain Fatty Acids. VLCFA are naturally occurring chemicals present in all of us. However, boys with ALD accumulate an excessive amount that the body can't get rid of. These extra fatty acids attack myelin, a necessary component of brain cells which helps the brain send signals to the rest of the body, signals that control the muscles and allow for movement of the arms and legs.
2: Lorenzo's parents, Augusto and Michaela, had some success reducing Lorenzo's VLCFA by giving him a compound called oleic acid. While it helped reduce his VLCFA levels, they still remained dangerously high. Augusto hoped that mixing another chemical, called erucic acid, with the oleic acid would reduce the VLCFA further and halt the ALD's progression.
1: However, medical research done on rats showed erucic acid might cause heart problems in humans. Thus. It was not considered safe to consume.
2: Refusing to take no for an answer, Augusto and Michaela dug deeper. Augusto found evidence to suggest it was completely safe in humans and was determined to do anything he could to help Lorenzo.
1: As we discussed in part one, Michaela's sister Deidre also had high VLCFA levels. However, since ALD only occurs in men, she was perfectly healthy. She offered to test how the erucic acid affected her before it was given to Lorenzo. After almost two weeks of taking it, Deidre's VLCFA levels were down to normal.
2: Augusto and Michaela still had concerns about giving the acid to their son, but felt they had few options. By that point, he'd lost his fine motor skills almost completely and needed to be fed through a tube. They couldn't stand to see their son's time running out.
1: The treatment may have been dangerous, but it was something they had to try if it could possibly save Lorenzo.
2: Augusto's plan was to mix erucic acid with oleic acid, he hoped the combination of the two fatty acids would overload Lorenzo with good fats, preventing his body from creating more VLCFAs.
1: Augusto started blending both oils into Lorenzo's food in early 1987. He and his wife watched as it traveled down their son's feeding tube, hoping it would help heal his brain. If God answered their prayers, the treatment might one day restore their son to the precocious child he had been years before.
2: Lorenzo was fed the concoction for two weeks. His parents monitored him closely, looking for any signs that the treatment was doing him harm.
1: Miraculously, Lorenzo's next round of lab results showed his VLCFA levels had gone down to normal.
2: With no medical training, the Odones had done the impossible. For the first time in history, an ALD patient's VLCFA levels were stabilized. According to Augusto, he and his wife felt like the ALD serpent who brought so much grief to their family had been tamed
1: for good. In an interview with the Romanian journalist Christian Morashanu, Augusto explained how the medical community reacted to his discovery. Augusto proposed to ALD researchers that his mixture of erucic and oleic acids should be administered to other ALD patients as soon as possible.
2: But researchers didn't jump at the idea like Augusto thought they would. The medical community wouldn't even consider giving children erucic acid. All the popular literature at the time deemed it
1: too dangerous. Yet Lorenzo was fine. In fact, he was getting better. After two months of taking the oil, he regained his ability to swallow.
2: The Adonis were sitting on a miracle treatment, and yet they couldn't get any doctor to take them seriously.
1: Dr. Hugo Moser, one of the initial doctors to diagnose Lorenzo and possibly the greatest mind in ALD research, was among the skeptics. He later said in the article, Pursuit of a Miracle, I don't think the oil makes any difference. There's a possibility that with the outstanding care Lorenzo has gotten, he would have been the same with or without the oil. The rapid downhill slide occurs, then stabilizes. We have other patients who remain in stable condition for 15 years without any oil. Augusto
2: was dismayed the medical community rejected his discovery. He felt the doctors just couldn't accept that two people without any medical training were beating them at their own game. Their pride was getting in the way of saving lives.
1: But if the doctors believed erucic acid was dangerous based on previous studies, then Augusto would just have to speak their own language published research.
2: Augusto started reaching out to experts on erucic acid, looking for proof that the acid's negative effects were exaggerated. Eventually, he found three doctors whose own published research showed the
1: acid was safe to consume. With Lorenzo as a proof of concept for his concoction and research backing up erucic acid, Augusto began composing his own scientific research article titled The Interplay of Monounsaturated and Saturated Fatty Acids Therapeutical Approach in ALD. It was published in April 1985.
2: When he came face-to-face with Augusto's findings, even the skeptical Dr. Moser had to admit he may have been wrong. The Adonés' mixture of acids seemed to work better on Lorenzo than any other treatment. In Dr. Moser's own words, the medical community would be foolish not to give it very serious consideration.
1: He wasn't the only person beginning to take it seriously. Crota International started manufacturing Augusto's recipe, four parts oleic acid, one part erucic. The Adonés declined any royalties from the company only asking that the treatment be named Lorenzo's Oil. The company agreed, and soon Lorenzo's Oil was being given to other ALD patients. Dr. Moser started prescribing it himself.
2: The promise of Lorenzo's Oil soon gained worldwide attention. Layman parents, driven by the love for their child, excelling where the medical elite couldn't, it amazed journalists. It amazed everyone. TV stations, magazines, and newspapers all clamored to interview the Odones and learn about Lorenzo's journey.
1: Augusto himself became a national hero back home in Italy. His daughter, journalist Cristina Odone, notes that she cannot use her credit card in an Italian shop without being besieged with questions about Lorenzo and praise for her father's heroic struggle.
2: Lorenzo's story reached the Staffords, a U.K. family with two boys named Glenn and Barry. Recently, seven-year-old Barry had become more and more withdrawn. Concerned, his parents, Alfie and Christine, brought Barry to the doctor where he was diagnosed with ALD.
1: When the family heard about Lorenzo's story, they flew to the United States. Barry started treatment under Dr. Moser's care, including doses of Lorenzo's oil. Unfortunately, blood tests soon confirmed that his brother, 2-year-old Glenn, had the ALD gene as well.
2: The news crushed the Staffords' already heavy hearts. Doctors told them that within 10 years, they would likely lose both of their boys.
1: At the time, Glenn had not shown any symptoms of ALD, but Dr. Moser prescribed the toddler Lorenzo's oil anyway. While Barry was the first UK patient to receive the oil, Glenn became the first asymptomatic ALD patient to start treatment.
2: Dr. Moser hoped that if an asymptomatic child like Glenn was given Lorenzo's oil twice a day, it would keep VLCFA levels in check and stop his ALD from ever progressing.
1: Dr. Moser would go on to start an FDA-sanctioned study testing the oil's effectiveness. As he prescribed it to more families, it gave some much-needed hope to parents who had been forced to watch their sons wither away.
2: It was the same hope that continued to drive the Odones. By 1989, while 11-year-old Lorenzo remained stable, his condition wasn't rapidly improving. The oil was stopping the VLCFA levels from increasing, but it wasn't repairing the myelin Lorenzo had already lost to ALD.
1: As we discussed earlier, VLCFA destroys myelin, the protective sheath around the brain's neurons that transmit brain signals to the rest of the body. But once myelin is destroyed, it cannot grow back. So
2: even with Lorenzo's oil returning his VLCFA levels to normal, his brain was severely, permanently damaged. Short of that myelin being restored, he would never regain complete control of his
1: body. After conquering the evil fatty acids that destroyed Lorenzo's brain, the Adonis decided it was time to repair the damage left in ALD's wake. They were going to tackle the impossible task of restoring his myelin. Coming up, the Adonis start a new venture in ALD research, and Hollywood comes knocking.
2: Now, back to the story.
0: In 1989,
1: 11-year-old Lorenzo Adone was continuing his fight against the deadly disease adrenal or ALD. His parents had already created a treatment that kept Lorenzo's toxic fatty acid levels in check. Now they were going to go one step further and try yet again to do the impossible.
2: Augusto and Michaela knew Lorenzo would never be completely healthy unless the damaged myelin in his brain cells were somehow repaired. Their new goal was to find a way to grow back the myelin he'd lost, but they couldn't do it on their own.
1: They needed the greatest medical minds in the world to help. To that end, the Adonis started the Myelin Project. This new charity, like the research symposium they had held years ago, brought ALD specialists and other neurological doctors together with a common goal, restoring myelin. According to Christina Adone, Augusto
2: and Michaela felt that all medical research should be conducted, not by scientists locked up in labs competing with one another for a breakthrough, but by scientists in collaboration with one another and with the families of the afflicted.
1: The Myelin Project wasn't just some sterile research-based operation. It was a personal organization that connected researchers directly to the families and patients they helped. Parents of children with ALD were able to meet the medical researchers during annual ALD conferences. The charity also provided financial assistance for low-income families, as well as family retreats. The Adones called the Myelin Project their personal Project Apollo. As NASA's Project Apollo had literally reached for the stars and achieved the impossible, the Myelin Project aimed to do the same. With all the research they were doing, they hoped a discovery that would normally take 10 years could be accomplished much faster.
2: And they did, in fact, quickly make headway, largely thanks to a veterinarian named Dr. Ian Duncan. Dr. Duncan was a part of the myelin project from the very beginning in 1989. By 1991, he and his team discovered that transplanting healthy myelin into the brains of rats could cause spontaneous myelin regrowth, It was years away from being used on humans, but Dr. Duncan's technique was a promising step forward in treating ALD.
1: It was a treatment Lorenzo desperately needed. The same year Dr. Duncan was experimenting on rats, Lorenzo turned 13 years old. He was still confined to his bed, dependent on small finger twitches for communication.
2: However, he was showing some small improvements. With peach fuzz growing on his face, Lorenzo was getting strong enough to lift his head, something he wasn't able to do a couple of years earlier.
1: According to the Washington Post article, In Pursuit of a Miracle, Lorenzo was able to smile and give worried looks to signify to his caretakers whether he was comfortable or not. A speech pathologist noted how hard Lorenzo was trying in his sessions, calling him a very determined child who has an incredible will.
2: And despite his years of being tortured by ALD, Lorenzo kept his good-natured spirit. He enjoyed popsicles, fruit-flavored ice cubes, and joking around with his caretakers now that he had regained some of his hearing.
1: His speech pathologist recalled a time when she was stretching Lorenzo's mouth muscles, a particularly uncomfortable exercise, and asked, Lorenzo, would you just love to smack me right now? Lorenzo's fingers immediately wiggled, yes.
2: Some still insisted that Lorenzo's finger movements were nothing more than involuntary twitches. Michaela, however, knew that he was communicating. The devoted mother continued to stay by Lorenzo's side, keeping him busy by talking and reading him stories.
1: Stories that Lorenzo was clearly able to understand. According to Trying to Will a Miracle, Michaela tested his comprehension of the novel Captain Courageous. Lorenzo scored 28 out of the 30 questions right. He may have not been able to move as well as he had as a child, but his remarkable mind was still there.
2: Besides making sure that he was healthy and comfortable, Michaela felt it was her duty to keep Lorenzo's spirits and self-esteem high. She told the Washington Post, What I do nonstop is fill his life, his being, with the most fantastic sense of himself.
1: She often caressed his head, her fingers sifting through his thick, dark hair. One day, she came into his room with a wide smile, holding a letter. She told him, You're an international hero. You have been to 11 countries, and here's the president of the last country you lived in writing a letter to say, Please tell Lorenzo that 300,000 Muslims are praying for him every day in the mosques you're a very important person.
2: Even the skeptical visitors noticed how expressive Lorenzo's eyes were. Journalists, medical professionals, and Hollywood agents were all touched in some way after meeting Lorenzo.
1: As the boy's story hit the media, it eventually found its way to George Miller, director of the Mad Max franchise and 1987's The Witches of Eastwick. A former doctor himself, Miller became obsessed after hearing Lorenzo's story. He was in complete awe of Augusto and Michaela's dedication to their son.
2: He told Entertainment Weekly that Lorenzo's tale was a classic heroic quest about someone who is unexpectedly drawn into an adventure and who, in the face of great despair, draws on an inner strength, relinquishes self-interest and then triumphs and bestows a great boon on society.
1: Miller set out to make a film inspired by Lorenzo's story. Stars Nick Nolte and Susan Sarandon were attached to play Lorenzo's parents. As the heroes of the film, Nolte and Sarandon's characters fought the medical system to get their miracle drug in the hands of sick families everywhere.
2: Sarandon felt a deep connection to Michaela as a character and as a person. They became fast friends when Sarandon visited the family to research her role.
1: According to Susan Sarandon, A True Maverick by Betty Jo Tucker, Sarandon saw Michaela as becoming primal in her clarity in protecting and watching over Lorenzo. She is so uncompromising and so pure, the depth of her energy is just astounding.
2: Their connection eventually led to Sarandon becoming a spokesperson for the Mylan Project.
1: When the movie titled Lorenzo's Oil made its nationwide debut in the U.S. on January 29, 1993, Augusto was pleased with Sarandon's portrayal of his wife. He felt that she was able to seize Michaela's spirit and had the same tiger mother instinct. Sarandon even earned an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. According to Michaela, Lorenzo was happy that his story was told on the big screen. He knew what his story would mean to other families with a loved one diagnosed with ALD.
2: However, with critical acclaim also came backlash. Not everyone felt Lorenzo's story was an example of great leadership. In fact, Many in the medical community worried it was leading parents down a dangerous path of false hope. The film was largely faithful to the events that led up to Augusto's discovery of Lorenzo's oil, but many doctors and parents of children with ALD thought it inaccurately portrayed the oil's effectiveness.
1: In the movie, the oil was touted as a be-all and end-all cure to ALD, but in actuality, Dr. Moser was only two years into a five-year study on the treatment and was having only moderately positive results. And worse, children treated with Lorenzo's oil were still dying from the disease.
2: Parents of children with ALD were outraged. Paula Brazil of the United Leukodystrophy Foundation told the Post-Gazette, the movie didn't last long because every community they went into, the parents were up in arms with the press saying, "Here's my child, he's not
1: cured." One of these angry parents was Christine Stafford, mother of Glenn and Barry, the young boys who flew to the US to start taking the oil 5 years earlier. She told the BBC that the movie made Lorenzo's oil seem like a miracle cure, but it's not. And I've proved that with Barry."
2: The Staffords admitted that the oil may have helped Barry's condition plateau, but he was still going blind and deaf. While Lorenzo was able to swallow again, Barry needed to be given nutrition infusions nightly because he could no longer eat.
1: Even with their outrage, the Staffords and many other parents still gave their kids the oil as a precaution. ALD is so devastating that even a questionable treatment was better than nothing at all. Thankfully, Christine's other son, Glenn, who started on the oil before he showed any ALD symptoms, was still healthy five years later. He actually appeared in the movie.
2: The film ends with children who had purportedly been saved by Lorenzo's oil waving at the camera. The sweet, inspirational scene implies Lorenzo's oil kept these smiling children alive.
1: It may have given a warm, fuzzy feeling to some audience members, but Dr. Moser fumed when he saw it. Some of those boys, like Glenn, were asymptomatic when they had started the oil. There was no telling if the boys were destined to develop ALD without it. It was still very possible that ALD would rear its ugly head after they appeared on the big screen.
2: Moser found the scene irresponsible He was already receiving calls from colleagues relaying messages from angry parents. Their children weren't getting any better. Lorenzo's oil started to get a reputation as nothing more than snake oil.
1: To make matters worse, according to the L.A. Times, the film made the medical community dubious about Lorenzo's oil. This distrust resulted in Moser's research grant applications getting rejected, The film was getting in the way of real scientific research.
2: The backlash weighed heavily on the Odones. Their dear Lorenzo was all the proof they needed that their treatment worked. They knew they had done a good thing creating Lorenzo's oil. But even while sitting next to their son, they couldn't kick the accusations from their minds. The criticism made them feel like criminals when they had been a desperate family themselves.
1: Their only consolation was that Lorenzo was getting better. The film closed by saying that Lorenzo was learning to use a computer, had regained his eyesight, and enjoyed receiving emails from fans. Every day, messages poured in from people who were captivated by the young boy's story. He gave people hope, and not false hope either.
2: Moser may not have liked seeing the boys at the end of the movie, but he couldn't deny many were still healthy after being put on the oil. The Odones remained adamant that Lorenzo's oil was saving lives.
1: But the film did drive a wedge between the Odones and Dr. Moser. Besides Moser's feelings about the viability of Lorenzo's oil, he was offended by the way he was portrayed in the film.
2: For one, He thought it made all of the research on ALD that came before the Odones seem unimportant. He felt resentful, considering that Augusto and Michaela's research had all been based on these doctors' previous work.
1: The Odones and Dr. Moser gradually spoke less as the feelings festered. The Odones eventually started sending Lorenzo's blood work to a different doctor, claiming that they were no longer able to trust Moser.
2: But even after they stopped speaking, Moser continued his research to the Adonis' benefit. In 1994, Moser's findings suggested Lorenzo's oil was, more often than not, effective.
1: Over the ensuing years, his trials with Lorenzo's oil brought down VLCFA levels in virtually all of his patients. It seemed that when the oil was given to patients before they started showing symptoms, it helped keep VLCFA levels within normal limits. This seemingly prevented the onset of ALD.
2: As Moser made this discovery, the Hollywood buzz around the Odones died down and they returned to their lives as normal. Their time became split between taking care of Lorenzo and raising money for the Myelin Project.
1: But in 1999, another medical tragedy struck. The family.
2: Coming up, Michaela questions how a new illness will affect Lorenzo's care.
1: Now back to the story.
2: After a hit movie was made about his life in 1993, 15-year-old Lorenzo Odone became a household name. His courageous battle with adrenoleukodystrophy inspired many, as did his parents' relentless search for a cure. While there was debate over how effective Lorenzo's oil was at fighting ALD, there was no denying the power of the hope the story provided. There was no one who was more sure of this than Lorenzo's devoted mother, Michaela. But in 1999, Michaela herself grew sick.
1: Augusto believed that the constant care that 60-year-old Michaela provided for Lorenzo had put an extreme toll on her health. She had been by his side 16 hours a day, reading to him, talking to him, and taking care of him for the past 15 years. She couldn't even bring herself to leave Lorenzo long enough to go to Mass. She insisted on receiving it over the phone in order to stay by her son's side.
2: Her dedication didn't stop just because she was sick. She refused to go to doctor visits and treatments, choosing instead to stay home and keep Lorenzo comfortable. But she was eventually diagnosed with lung cancer in 1999, when Lorenzo was 21 years old.
1: Michaela worried what would happen to her son after she died. Her fears led her to seek comfort from an old friend, Dr. Moser. Moser had played a major role in diagnosing and treating Lorenzo for ALD. Now, Michaela called the doctor regularly to ask questions about cancer treatments. The calls gradually became deeper as Michaela confided in Dr. Moser her worries about how Lorenzo would live without her.
2: Dr. Moser tried his best to console Michaela as the months went on, but while their compassionate talks continued, Michaela only grew sicker. Finally, on June 10, 2000, Mikayla Odone, Lorenzo's tiger mother, succumbed to lung cancer. She was 61 years old.
1: Many visitors to the Odone's home over the years hadn't truly believed Lorenzo was fully aware of his surroundings. But according to his half-sister, Christina, on the night Michaela died, 22-year-old Lorenzo's wails echoed throughout the house. He fully understood that his mother, the woman who had sacrificed her life for his, was now gone.
2: On his wife's passing, Augusto said, during her earthly life, Michaela touched the lives of countless people. Her legacy of commitment, love, and compassion will continue to be an inspiration to parents of sick children for years to come.
1: Without Michaela, Augusto Adone and Lorenzo's childhood friend Umori became Lorenzo's main caretakers. After learning of Michaela's passing, Dr. Moser reached out to Augusto to offer his condolences. From that point on, the two buried the hatchet and became friends again.
2: And though she wouldn't be able to witness it, Michaela's sacrifices were not in vain. Their research on ALD was validated in the early 2000s as Dr. Moser began presenting his conclusive findings on Lorenzo's oil. He had been conducting a 10-year trial on the medicine, ultimately giving it to 240 young boys and tracking their progress.
1: In the beginning of his study, Dr. Moser's faith in the oil had been damaged after one boy involved in the study passed away while receiving the treatment.
2: However, in 2002, while going over his research, Moser saw something in the deceased boy's brain scans he had never noticed before. There was evidence of early brain damage. This suggested that the boy was already in the throes of ALD when he first started taking Lorenzo's oil.
1: This meant that the boy's unfortunate death wasn't a point against the oil's effectiveness in asymptomatic cases. In fact, The oil was a viable and effective treatment for boys who didn't show signs of ALD before taking the medicine.
2: When publishing his findings in 2005, Dr. Moser asked Augusto if he would co-author the paper on his study. He offered Augusto the last spot in the list of the paper's authors, a spot generally reserved for special honorees. While they had clashed in the past. Moser felt that putting Augusto on the paper was the respectful thing to do.
1: Nearly 20 years after Augusto and Michaela Adone came up with the idea to combine erucic and oleic acid, their achievement was finally being recognized. The medical community that they had so often battled accepted that the Adonis weren't snake oil salesmen. They were heroes.
2: Lorenzo's oil became one of the main treatments in ALD prevention. And in 2006, Dr. Moser and his wife developed a new ALD screening technique that was able to detect ALD at birth.
1: The sooner families found out that their son had the ALD gene, the sooner they could be started on Lorenzo's oil, possibly preventing the onset of the disease entirely. According to the Washington Post, Dr. Moser applied for a patent on the screening so the test wouldn't be commercialized for profit. He wanted it to remain free for everyone.
2: Dr. Moser and his wife then campaigned for their test to be included in each state's newborn screening programs. To do this, they needed proof that their screening technique worked.
1: Unfortunately, as blood samples were arriving at Dr. Moser's lab so he could test his technique, His health was failing. He'd been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and the disease was taking its toll.
2: Moser was desperate to prove his screening technique worked before the cancer took his life. But mere days before he and his wife planned to start the tests, he passed away on January 20th, 2007.
1: While the general public's impression of Dr. Moser was as a cold-hearted physician in the film Lorenzo's Oil, he was a gentleman who deeply cared about his patients. Even years later, Augusto Adone maintained that Dr. Moser was one of the only people that didn't question the sacrifices he made for his son.
2: There's no doubt that Dr. Moser was one of the leading minds behind ALD research. Without him, thousands of children wouldn't have gotten the help they needed.
1: Dr. Moser's wife continued testing their infant screening technique after his passing, and it ultimately proved to be successful. In 2013, New York became the first state to require a newborn ALD screening using Moser's technique.
2: According to Forbes, in 2016, Health and Human Services Secretary Sylvia Burwell recommended that every state should add the test to their newborn screening panels. Since then, California and Connecticut have implemented the test as well.
1: Even after Dr. Moser's death, his research continues to save lives.
2: Unfortunately, following Dr. Moser's passing, Lorenzo's health began to deteriorate. By 2008, he had lost his sight again and was back to being unable to move
1: anything besides his fingers. On May 28, 2008, the day before his 30th birthday, Lorenzo ran a fever caused by aspiration pneumonia. Pulmonary aspiration is the technical term for when food, acid, or saliva is inhaled into the lungs instead of the stomach. These foods can carry bacteria that leads to pneumonia. Symptoms include fever, chest pain, and shallow breathing.
2: Even with the fever, Lorenzo celebrated his 30th birthday with his family the next day. The boy who was supposed to die as a child had miraculously survived to adulthood. Augusto and those caring for Lorenzo knew this was only because of his mother's amazing care and the miracle of Lorenzo's oil.
1: However, the day after Lorenzo's 30th birthday, Umori noticed that Lorenzo's saliva wasn't clear. Pink or frothy saliva is another common symptom of aspiration pneumonia, and something in Umori knew it wasn't a good sign.
2: By 1 p.m. that day, Lorenzo's breathing grew shallow and more difficult. Augusto's heart sank as he called an ambulance. He grabbed his son's hand, pleading with him to hold on just a little bit longer.
1: Lorenzo spent 22 years fighting off every cold and illness that came his way. He was a strong man who had inherited his mother's tiger heart. But after decades of beating the odds... Lorenzo passed away before the ambulance could arrive. Lorenzo Michael Murphy Adone was named after Saint Lorenzo, the patron saint of Gamalero, Italy, where Augusto's family is from. The saint was a courageous martyr that Augusto and Michaela thought would be a great example for their son.
2: In the end, the name was fitting. As St. Lorenzo sacrificed his life for the poor, sick, and handicapped, in many ways, Lorenzo did the same. He may have lost his sight, hearing, and ability to move due to ALD, but his life gave hope to sick children and heartbroken parents around the world.
1: Without Lorenzo, his parents wouldn't have discovered Lorenzo's oil, a life-saving medicine which has helped countless young boys fight ALD. He courageously clung to his life 22 years longer than science predicted he would and became a hero.
2: Today, thanks to Lorenzo and the efforts of his parents, Dr. Moser, the Milan Project, and the medical research he inspired, ALD treatment continues to advance. More children than ever are diagnosed at birth with the disease and start receiving Lorenzo's oil early enough to fight off ALD as long as possible.
1: In the last few years, gene therapy has shown promising new results in halting the progression of ALD and restoring myelin in ALD patients. This research may not have been possible if it weren't for Lorenzo's life bringing widespread attention to the disease.
2: When Lorenzo died, his ashes were mixed with his mother's, reuniting him with the woman who loved and protected him to the end. She had no doubt that her son would live up to the praise. Even if she didn't live to see the full extent of it, Lorenzo certainly was a hero.
1: Thanks for listening to Medical Mysteries.
2: You can find all episodes of Medical Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify.
1: Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your ParCast originals like Medical Mysteries for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker to
2: stream medical mysteries on spotify just open the app and type medical mysteries in the search bar
1: and don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram at parcast and twitter at Parcast network we'll see you next time medical mysteries was created by max cutler and is a parcast studios original it is executive produced by max cutler sound designed by anthony valsic with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Travis Clark, and Joel Stein. This episode of Medical Mysteries was written by Brandon Rizzuto, with writing assistance by Kate Gallagher, and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner.